0: And welcome back to Tending in the Flame podcast. This week Denise and I talk a bit more about astrology than we have done on this podcast. We talk about Libra season, the effects that it's had on us and our experiences of it this month relating to relationships, whether they're familial, romantic, um, platonic, spiritual. We then talk about the move into Scorpio season towards Samhain, Halloween, our favourite time of year um a little warning here now as well Denise does mention it later um about spoilers of the new Netflix show Midnight Mass we talk a little bit about it but we mainly then lead into life after death and what a really important part of the show tells us about that and so yes just listen out for that warning if you haven't watched it yet or if you don't want to hear anything about it um so thank you so much and we hope you enjoy
1: Today we're going to talk about um, our favorite time of year, Brona and Denise's favorite time of year, spooky season, aka Siren. But we're also going to touch on on a couple other wee bits and pieces, and um, we've got a few things we want to chat about. And you've got some astrological stuff you wanna you want to chat about as well, isn't it? What is it? it is it the new moon or the full moon in Leo?
2: At Aries full moon coming. up oh, next next week it's another fiery one, and um, nice. just then. Um, bringing us out of Libra season into Scorpio season but I feel like because they were chatting a wee bit beforehand about what how this month has been for us and different themes throughout it like it's a lot of like heavy themes were kind of associated with this Libra Mm -hmm. season so the whole whole record all
1: weaved in that's it um if any of you have been feeling like you have been on your own over the last few months about how you're feeling physically, emotionally, psychologically? We hope this podcast, this episode, will confirm that everyone has absolutely lost it and feels <laughs> tired and worn out and just completely wrecked. And by the time this is a prediction, I don't know where this is coming from. Prediction. Ooh. By the time Spooky Day comes around, Cywen, so um yeah. By the time that comes around, we'll feel a lot better. I think I've got some. Um, I've got some really nice. I have brought my goddess book with me. um goddess alive I mentioned it in the last podcast that we did about death Mm -hmm. and it has a nice little paragraph that kind of sums up Sowen. so um at some point I'll read that out to you guys um whenever we're ready but I want to find out first how have you how have you been how are you Bruna oh to me wow yeah
2: um just what you said about exhausted and like everyone having lost it that's that's kind of where where I've been really um we took a nice we break there anyway the past couple of weeks since our death episode to kind of it's funny how we never really planned these kind of breaks but me and you are always seem to fall in line with each other about mm. how we're feeling that we almost don't even have to do,
1: do you talk feel, about it yeah do you feel sometimes though that when we our breaks always almost always fall in line with each other like you said but you feel really guilty because you think you're letting the other person down
2: Exactly and then we'll have like a chat and it's like no I've been feeling like this it's been yeah. the exact same and it's funny how that always lines up for me and you like without yeah. even having talked about it it just happens and then I'm like okay yeah. we're ready
1: we're ready to come back now. yeah I think it's like you know I think we've we've tried to enact some sort of episode and series structure to the podcast for um almost a year now and I, I don't know I think in I, I like intuitive working and I think that's the way to go and yeah. um, we want to be able to provide consistency for our listeners and for you guys that show up for us um, but at the same time you know both of us are very committed to l- learning to um, adapt to our natural ebb and flow so we're still learning that but then also wanting to produce good content for you and on a semi-regular basis um, but at the same time, honoring our own cycles and, and where yeah. we're at. And, and yeah, and I think, yeah, we've, I think Brona and I, to a degree, um, you and I sync up emotionally. Okay. So I'm really glad you mentioned that because I agree. Because
2: I've, I've always noticed it and I've never like brought it up. But like at the same time, like in certain ways, I do love structure. But when it comes to this, and because it's like such intuitive work anyway, like yeah. if you're a Cancer and I'm an Aquarius, there's only so much that we can. <laughs> plan or make ourselves plan without getting fucking like suffocated yeah you know what I mean so like I know a lot of people probably benefit from routine maybe in some weird way I will at some point but that's just not no I work (laughs) no there's too that's too much
1: there's too much air and water there and then with my moon um my emotional landscape a Sagittarius Mm -hmm. as well so oh fuck, I so, forgot you were a
2: Sagman. My scorpion
1: was y- yeah. crying now thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. So far. Oh, um yeah, so if you've been feeling tired and stuff, yeah, you're not alone. I've been mm-hmm. absolutely exhausted and um I had moments in work where uh you know, I have a really kind manager and a really understanding manager and um she had to stop me at one point. She was like Denise are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You go into that moment, you're like, no, I'm totally fine. And she was like, Denise. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine, Denise. <laughs> and you know, and then you know, see when someone, do you ever get that where when someone and you've got the walls up and you've got the mask up and you're like, this is solid, I'm grand, and then someone asks you if you're all right, and then it's like, yeah, I'm
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then the tears start but it's just yeah it's been really intense really exhausting just mm-hmm. physically like my body's been in a lot of pain and I've I've had to commit to um I think the realization for me that the gym is non-negotiable and it's not for losing weight it's to help um and if anyone's listened to some of the previous um episodes where I talk about my neurodiversity you'll understand what I'm talking about but um my internalized hyperactivity so it helps me manage that but it also um it just helps manage, you know, it gives you that rush of dopamine and or endorphins even, sorry. And um and then realizing as well that like, for example, with my my back being as sore as it is, um, I can't I can't not do 15 minutes of yoga and stretching in the morning. Like it's literally non-negotiable now. It's like when you get diagnosed with diabetes. Diabetes, when you get diagnosed diabetes. with di- diabetes, um <laughs> that's a meme, by the way we're not taking the piss out of people who have diabetes um so uh if you get diagnosed with diabetes and then you have to start taking insulin or tablets or whatever like it's not as if you can go oh I feel great after taking that insulin I'll not take it again you know mm. it, it makes no sense that's so a very that's, bad point yeah that's where I've been at and it's that realization has dropped into me where I'm like I was in agony I couldn't sleep my back was so sore I couldn't physically sleep Jeez. um I know I know everything's so dramatic with me <laughs> <laughs> you're a cancer oh my cancer. Um,
2: god that is painful and it just shows you know like consistency is the most important thing as opposed to a one-off yeah type of type of fixer situation that's something that I've actually been learning at the minute as well funnily mm. enough um <laughs> um yeah like Jesus just thinking about what you'd said there again and just you know past couple of weeks months years lifetimes, and um, whatever has been very very exhausting everyone that I've been speaking to that I'm like close enough to have you know conversations about mental health and different things like that with has been feeling the exact same way I'm not blaming everything on astrology obviously um there needs to be a blend of like and stars and all that carry on but even friends of mine who aren't super duper into it like i'll just like start a conversation about astrology or like what type of season we're in or like if you have um the app called the pattern on your phone it's um probably one of the most well-recommended astrology apps it like relates into like life patterns world patterns different seasons and shifts like that um and a lot of astrologers would recommend that as opposed to other ones but that sends you like notifications every day. So it's not for the faint hearted or you kind of have to almost be in that place of every day, not existential dread, but like existentialism as draining as that can be. But you could wake yeah. up and have a notica- notification on your phone and it'll be like, oh, I don't know, how have you hate your relationships or your inner child today. And you're like, Jesus, Christ. Yes. Um, you
1: are such an Aquarius. It's like, <laughs> please can I have... Uh, existential triggers sent directly to my phone please every day thank you very much <laughs> it's
2: actually I don't know why I did to myself and I've, I've kind of put like up a wee boundary right now actually because uh, a girl that I work with pointed this out to me yesterday we were working the all-day shift yesterday and she uses the pattern as well we were in work a good couple of hours and I was like right I'm hydrated now I've had a bit of food I've had my coffee I think I think I can check um the pattern now and she was like That is so amazing, making sure that you're, like, okay and well enough before you read whatever the fuck it has to say. I was like, (laughs) is this a new (laughs) self-care? Is this a new self-care? But, I love that. Oh, it's it's been wild. There's been a lot of, like, again, existentialism going on anyway. Like, this
1: labour season, uh, uh, it's been wild. It's It's been fucking wild. Tell me this. What does what do you, you know? The way you say, oh, it's been labor season, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. What
1: what does that call us up to do? So genuinely asking, like, what what does that bring it up for people, or what is what are other people saying it's bringing up for other people?
2: Um. See, before this labor season that's just happened, or we're still in it now until next week, like th- the sign labor like if that's in your sign, i always associate that with like real fun like 30 people like real just like fun energy um but all of the astrology reading that i've been doing and what different astrologers have been saying was that the main theme of this whole season it was like kind of like a it was mainly more so the new moon <clears throat> sorry that focused on like the shadow sides of ourselves and it was like mainly about relationships and healing relationships not just romantic like platonic familial relationship with yourself and I really really noticed that um probably mainly with some of the work that I've been doing in therapy as well but Mm. with regard to shadow work and inner child that was coming up massively um yeah for lots of people like for lots of people like conversations I've been having again with people who I'd be like you know we know each other well enough to be able to talk about these things. Like, or even, I suppose I know people that I work with as well as that too. Um, and we're talking about things. It's like, oh, I can't believe you felt like that. And I'm always like, yeah, that's so like Libra season. And I'm just like, all right, okay. And I'm like, okay, fair. Um, but God, labour season's fucking wild. It made me reevaluate a lot a lot 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 of things it, like it's
1: same thought. actually I'm yeah. I'm glad you explained that because now I'm putting like two and two together and four and mm. four together it's like I've had I've had different heat I've, I'm currently doing some um how would you call it like somatic releasing through the body of trauma and stuff so I'm doing a really intensive work with that and with a really amazing person um and I also did some shamanic journeying with Podrick from, I want to mention them because I love their shop so much. They're not paying us, by the way, to say this. I just have loved the shop since I discovered it. And um, Podrick from Simply Zen. Um, I'm really sorry. I don't know his partner's name. Otherwise I would mention her, mm. Um, but they run the shop together and Podrick would do like you know, kind of like the integrative healing and stuff. And I, oh, had, I had some shamanic, did some shamanic work with him, and had my first kahiki ceremony, and um, drumming, and um, did some journey, and we reiki and so, Oh my god, it was amazing! It was so good. But do you know what came up for me? Um, and I don't need to go into the details as to why. like everyone has issues with their home life or their family. Everyone has that stuff. Um, but I've been, I've kept myself away. My uh, when I say home, if for anyone who doesn't know. Um, who's who are listening uh my family all live in a ne- different part of Northern Ireland and I live in Belfast and I am um, family makes up of like you know like sisters and a brother and mom and dad and whatever nieces and nephews and I have remo- I removed very um directly removed myself in the sense that I didn't go down I didn't go home you know it was like you would go home every weekend um but I, I just stopped going home and I just sat with myself and um just spent time and really rooted myself in belfast because i love it here i'm really enamored with this city like i love it and um but it was also i realized then it helped me form better connections with my friends because i wasn't i I wasn't spending energy driving up and down um and different things but it helped me reassess relationships i had down there it helped me mm-hmm. strengthen the relationships i had up here and then by the time i was ready to go down and it happened after my session with podrick um where one of the things that came up for me and it also came up with him when we kind of matched up our information while we were journeying um is just the word home like i just need to go home and as soon as i finished that session with him i got in my car and i just drove straight to tarone like i i I, yeah i had no i had no plan i had no plan in the car and i just went home and i was ready to go home and i was um and I ended up having a conversation with a significant family member. I wouldn't say it was healing necessarily, but it really cleared my throat chakra. And I was able to say things. I w- I told them about my ADHD and I told them about different experiences that I've been having. And I just, I was like, I get that this is not something that is easy for you to understand. And I don't even want you to to force yourself to understand but all i want from you is just can you respect and trust the fact that i'm an adult i'm i'm really intelligent i know i know what i'm t- i know what i'm talking about can you trust me with that and they just went yep yeah. and that's all i needed wow that's all i needed to hear and um yeah it was um i don't want to use the word healing i don't know if that's it it probably was that's what it was but it I don't know, it felt something a bit more like felt affirming. something more yeah more serving or is that what you would the term you use serving affirming affirming that yeah it was more affirming than that yeah but yeah oh. so when you were talking about labor season there I was like oh and I started to put all this together and then there's other stuff that I've told you obviously as well that will not mention but like <laughs> the, yeah shut up that uh, you know that has come up with me around like relationships and different things that I wasn't expecting to happen at all um so the whole labor thing has really like laborers just come in and pulled the fucking plug out of the hole. Really, hasn't
2: it, it? It completely has. Like, spirit, like a spiritual relationship, like to myself and to God and everything—they've all shifted and just all all these different things. Like, just hearing you speak then about that, his experience that you have with Podrig and shamanic journeying and, and everything like that. Um, I've I've started going to a church. Like, I've been going now for a month um it's so funny I said this to my friend I was like oh um she's having a cacao ceremony on Sunday and I'm going and I was like oh what times I said I've got church and she was like as in Catholic church I I thought you weren't about that like over a message and I was like no no it's fine it's spiritualist (laughs) it's a spiritualist church (laughs) we're fine um but uh, that was quite funny unless the priest is hot (laughs) um (laughs) we'll get to that oh folks we're gonna get to that don't you worry we will get to that (laughs) um but spiritually just weird things have just been shifting for me I like I probably relate everything back to like all the things that happened in like May of this year but like within these last couple of weeks everything has kind of shifted for me again like I apart from last night because I was a bit steaming and I was staying at a friend's house but I just randomly one night started taking to praying again just Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know where well not out of nowhere it was after um whenever my breakup had first happened actually i just took to praying straight away at night um and i've literally been keeping that up every single night and maybe first thing in the morning when i remember sometimes it'll literally just be like a conversation with god in my journal or whatever i'm even using the word god more freely now than i would have before oh my god same same Like i would have just been like oh universe like because god always had like a sticky feeling for me but i'm like no like this is the word that holds the most power for me at the minute anyways um yeah and going to that church has really actually helped me realize that too um it's the so for anyone who like lives in Belfast or around the area it's the Belfast Spiritualist Church on Lisburn Road um I've wanted to go there for a really long time but I've always been kind of like I've, I've never been afraid to go anywhere by myself but for some reason I was just kind of a bit hesitant towards it but a month ago I just like looked up their services and I was like fuck it like I'm just gonna go um and within the realm of like spirituality and everything like that like mediums and whatnot were some of the people that I hadn't not that I had anything against them whatsoever but it was like one thing that I hadn't tried yet like I hadn't been to a medium I didn't know well I would have went to House of Healing a lot to see like the shaman Richard that I would go to when he worked there and it was owned by Angela Dunlop and her mummy and um, so I would have like been in like past in passing I would have like spoken to her in the shop but I've never like you know went to her for like a reading or any guidance or anything like that so the way that it works in the Belfast spiritualist church at the minute and it's interesting Denise that since our episode following death I've had such a fucking fixation on death um mm. again probably coming into salwyn and like the death of all things part of it does then kind of feed into anxiety but being like oh my god like my dog's getting a bit old what if you know what if she dies soon and like oh god like people die and I had a whole weekend of Horrendous dreams around the Pisces filming a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've seen some Peter of your.
1: i seen some of your stories on Instagram, and they I was like, "Fucking wild!" I was like, "Do I need to call <laughs> the doctor or something?" Like, "Do I <laughs> honestly, need to? Do I need to call in like a healer, like the man down the road who lives in a hedge and's got the cure for bad dreams?" It's <laughs> like
2: honestly, what? they were fucking <laughs> wild. They were wild, and I had no clue as to why I was dreaming them. Um, they didn't feel like nightmares, but I would wake up and feel a bit shaken. I don't really—I've never really had um anything that I would describe as a nightmare, anyway. But fixation on death at the moment has been crazy. So the big thing in the spiritualist church in general is like—is the eternal progression of the soul and death not being the end, like whatsoever. So the way that they would work their Sunday services that I've been going to would be like you know, a bit of poetry, music, and every week they have a different medium there. So I was like, fuck, right, this will be, this will be that interesting. Like, <laughs> I'm just laughing now, but like, it, I'm actually, I'm really, really loving it. It's actually doing me good. Like, um, so it is it is brilliant. And then the medium for the week, which could be like a member of the church or just like another medium from the area who like was invited in to give like a, an inspirational address. So it's just like a talk on like a theme or whatever for that week. um there's been talks just about like life not ending after death. A medium there a couple of weeks back, Sean McGeone is, is his name. He's a medium and a therapist. So he straight up got up and was just talking about fragmentation and trauma. And I was like, what the fuck? Like that's literally what therapy was this week. And now the synchronicity of him now standing there in front of me talking about it. And then they're like, okay. After a bit more singing and stuff, they're like, okay, so yeah, we're gonna prove that there is life after death um by a demonstration by the medium and the medium gets up and goes at it for about an hour 40 minutes whatever an hour and it's it's been so strange just seeing that in action yeah every single week like there's been people that were getting things right down to postcodes and um, house addresses um oh it's, it's just it's just been wild but like so that whole reassession reassession? I can't speak for the word. Reassessing. Or like maybe like a new cycle starting then and my and my own spirituality is kind oh, of well, going
1: on. I was gonna say isn't it really um I used to really fear uh, the growth and change of my spirituality because whenever I first sort of started engaging with it it felt so unbelievably empowering. Yeah. but I didn't want to let it go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um I yeah I was just going to say that isn't it isn't it so amazing whenever your spirituality and the form that it takes shifts and I think that's that and this we hark on about this all the time but I think this is what sets spirituality out from dogma now spirituality in inverted commas can be dogmatic and it's the people who make things dogmatic not the thing itself Mm -hmm. but but um I think that's what sets spirituality outside of that in that it's it it gives room I mean do you know what I'm gonna admit here I'm probably very biased because I think that I do think really in within religions you have your own you have your own connection with God or whoever your God or your connection is Mm -hmm. um and I think that your belief is not necessarily your belief system but your spirituality or your connection with whoever it is that you're kind of praying to or worshipping, you know, grows and changes. So I need to acknowledge my own bias in this situation because I am biased against um religion. I, I have to admit that. And it's not something I'm proud of, but it's a factor of growing up um in Northern Ireland. But um, I just find for me personally, so I'm going to rephrase this for me personally, um, spirituality has given me the opportunity to experience the expansiveness and change of my connection with whatever God is. Yeah. Um, because sometimes I can I can give them a name. You mm-hmm. can call them God. Sometimes I use the word universe. Sometimes I use universal consciousness or oneness or sometimes I'll say Bridget mm-hmm. or I'll say the Morgan. Um you know these are all uh and I think I've used this metaphor before. is it is this a metaphor? I'm not sure. But it's um I think I've used it before where, you know, if you imagine uh, the wheel of a bike and in the central point of that wheel, that that nucleus, is universal consciousness, universal energy, um, untapped, unfettered, uh, universal love. And then the spokes that come out of that nucleus are all of our experiences, all of us, and also represent the different um how god or the universe decides to manifest itself in our 3d experience in this life
2: mm-hmm. does that make sense oh yeah yeah 100% can't say the word mm-hmm. nucleus again nucleus nice I don't know nice. that just sounded
1: good to hear yeah do you want me to send you some do you want me to send
2: me <laughs> trying to be sexy and I can't even
1: on, do you want me to um send you some voice notes later babes
2: don't chat. I think my ovulation is like a week late because COVID, <laughs> having COVID, really messed in my cycle. So I don't think that's a good idea. From uh, I'm gonna send,
1: you, gonna send you, some breathy messages. Just in <laughs> Nicholas, over I
2: was, was over like for I was brunch with a best friend this morning, or not this morning. It was fucking two o'clock in the day. We were having breakfast, but we were out today. And after being out last night, and like, or it was a couple of days ago, she like looked at me because I was like being like, "Fuck, this person's looking like blah blah blah." And she's like are you ovulating? I was like, oh, fuck yeah, like everything's like a week late because I had COVID, She's like, I can just fucking tell. Like, actually, I've got like this energy button and I'm like, wow. Ah! <laughs> um, but, yeah. Sorry,
1: that's um, um, well, do you want to, yeah. do you want to maybe talk about how that's manifested for you? Will we talk, will we talk about the TV show? Will we the talk about Midnight Mass? Mm-hmm. Um, And we're the not sexy. Give any
2: spoilers.
1: Right. Do you know what? We are going to give spoilers, but are we're we? going to give a warning. We're going to do a warning here because I want to talk about this. We're warning you now. We are going to okay. spoil Midnight Mass. O- okay. Over the ne- I'm going to time it over the next five to 10 minutes. Okay.
2: And if that's, you don't want to
1: hear nice. about it, you may go listen, go watch it, and then come back and listen to this bit.
2: Ooh. Right.
1: Three, two, one.
2: Sexy spoilers, please. Sexy <laughs> Do it again. The man's a sexy, priest <laughs> The poor man's just trying to fucking exist, normal-looking <laughs> man, and I'm just like, you know what? Fair <laughs> play.
1: <laughs> right. I'm not gonna give away your weird wee secret, right? You can do that That's if you, you want. Can. You can I do- don't care. I don't right, care. Right. No. Well, I tell you what. You can do it. I'm gonna leave it up to you to do them. But oh, Brona, right. Brona, texts me right now. So I message Brona. No, you text me, and you're like you were crying on your instagram stories now i was like oh. what the fuck is on with you and, <laughs> and it was uh, you were like have you watched midnight mass and i was just like no is it worth it and you were like yes so a week later i then begin to watch this i binge it within less than three days as you should and um because i have no impulse control so um binge it within less than three days and i start texting brona while i'm watching it and um then out of the blue brona goes brona goes to me uh uh, i said about the i was like here i kind of i don't know the priest is kind of i don't know what it is but priest is there something wrong like it like i did not know this about myself like and and then i started to say about how me and you bitch about the catholic church all the time i mean i do more than you but like we bitch about the catholic church all the time on our podcast but then we're messaging each other being like yeah we would smash a priest."
2: <laughs> i'm wondering right i'm gonna put in something very brief here I talk very openly about stuff in this podcast. <laughs> I'm in the middle of applying for a PGCE at university to be a religion teacher.
1: Right. Should
2: I be talking about these things on the internet if I'm someday gonna be a teacher? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but anyway, um yes, It's up to you. Me. There's yes. no pressure. There's no yes, pressure. I'll not go into as much detail, but there's a scene in Midnight Mass, where there's someone... No, well, we're spoiling it anyway, so I can just say someone dies and there's blood everywhere. And the priest is, like, trying to help this person. And then it's just like, fuck, that's a wild rack of blood there. And it starts just fucking drinking it. Like, I was just minding my business. <laughs> Relaxing one evening, cup of tea. Might have been drinking a wee chamomile number, perhaps. And I am looking at the screen and I'm thinking yeah he's, he's drinking that bud and I was like oh he's drinking that what the fuck he's drinking that bud and I like text my best friend because she Laura hadn't watched it at this point but I was like have you watched my name Ask? She was like no why?" and I was like I'm gonna have to talk about this in therapy tomorrow what is actually wrong <laughs> and I didn't talk about it in therapy it wasn't that dramatic but um, it was it's just, it just very very interesting really good show makes you think
1: yeah yeah makes you
2: think about
1: stop. yeah Um, so um we yeah so Bron and I then as typical um typical bisexuals uh (laughs) talking about how (laughs) basically the characters get younger as the episodes go on not younger but they get healthier Mm -hmm. and um and some of them get younger and we were just like (laughs) Completely objectifying all of these characters, like you know, absolutely. uh, And then we were just like, like, yes, absolutely, the ma, absolutely. When she gets, yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) priest, yes, absolutely. You know, just completely objectifying the whole cast.
2: It's (laughs) just, it was so, it was just so fucking good. And then, what? Just do we go as far as to talk about the end then? Because that was the most, like, that. Yeah, let's do it.
1: So this is the biggest spoiler um yeah. that would be the, the end and was incredible and I think mm-hmm. anyone who actively listens to this podcast will just understand why we found it so profound
2: yeah you don't even have to watch the show if you don't want to watch the show and like you know my mom started watching it and then there's parts where like there's blood and stuff coming out of people's mouths and she's like I can't watch this but if you don't even want to watch the show because like maybe scary things like that um you wouldn't enjoy if you search like on YouTube or just even on Netflix, and be the last like ten minutes of the yeah. show. Like you'll get so much from this speech because it was kind of probably everything that we wish that we had have said in yeah. our death episode. But it was fucking. That's it the was part incredible. That got me crying. I like I, was I almost
1: go- I almost googled it to see to 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 get this. I thought to myself, like we should get. Do you know what we should do if we can remember for the next episode to try and get a transcript of it so people mm. who um. Don't maybe can't get access to it for whatever reason. Can at least yeah. hear the speech, um, sure, because yeah, it was so it was so incredible,
2: so beautiful.
1: And it was the the context of it is that one of the main characters was was dying, and um, she'd been you know she'd been attacked in such a way where she just was left there and she was looking up at the stars and she just starts to. There'd been a previous sort of episode where her and another main character have a discussion about what happens after they die. And it rolls all of that, it rolls that discussion into this final moment and it's like she comes to these hugely profound realizations of of what God for her and what she realizes God actually is and it's essentially she says you know this, this oneness like there's no separation between me and the stars and me and the grass and I, I'm not dying, there's no such thing and it's Fuck! It was just so unbelievably profound. Um, I just I I think I was holding my breath when I watched it. To be honest,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it just says everything so well, and it's so it was so simplified when she was speaking because she went from such a the trauma that she experienced in the episode that was making her think of death in like a more heaven type of way where everyone's made perfect. You have know, that whole um mm-hmm. Christian ideology where you're made perfect, even supposed to be perfect now, but after death everything's perfect your body's perfect you're reunited with family and everything like that and that was what she was going for whereas the other characters he was kind of nihilistic and probably just more like a scientific or not outreach breakdown but after everything that happens in the show and she's lying there and she's speaking and it just like just what you said it speaks so much about the interrelatedness and uh, interconnectedness of all things and that there is no separation and what really got me about hearing her speak all of that and she kept saying I am that I am all that there is and like that is yeah. th- the the statement I am that or I am that I am is a massive statement within all um, religions mm-hmm. like um even like Chris- Christianity, John's gospel so many I am statements are used relating to Christ about him being the light and the spirit but like the most powerful phrases are the I am's um, mm-hmm. in different um, Hindu Upanishads I actually have one tattooed on me it's Tattovamacy I am that you are everything you are the universe you're everything that's that's around you so hearing her say that so plainly and am just like on a show yeah. I was like fuck like this is really yeah. this is really it and you can understand it our understanding is only ever going to go so far I can understand that logically on a bad day you'll not hear me thinking that anything's connected at all but I can understand it so logically. And what I cried so much about then, and this is probably where that feeds into the anxiety about death, probably a bit again, was that I'm never going to fully, fully experience this until it's my time to die. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm never
2: going to fully, like those, those last moments when she's like looking up at the stars and she sees them and she knows. Yeah. And then she's gone. And it's like, then with, you know, if you believe in reincarnation, you come back next time again but you always forget you always 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 forget and does she say something like that she's like i know that i'll it's like a dream that like i was like a dream yeah she compares but she knows
1: yeah and she's she, so peaceful she she compares life to a dream mm-hmm. and she says and i and i will always forget it i always forget my dreams and she says dreams it was very specific like it just was mm-hmm. so unbelievable Mm -hmm. yeah it was incredible and And you know go on ahead
2: I was just gonna say it's a weird feeling to be not so much dreading your death but equal parts death is an experience you don't not experience it unless I suppose you're lucky enough to maybe pass in your sleep or something like that but death is an experience it's not a what they say in the church that I go to is like it's not the end it's just a change of condition and you experience that like everything goes on after it so the fact that like we're all going to experience that someday and you're watching her experience it and she knows everything it's like literally all of the secrets of the universe and everything have just been revealed to her and she knows and you can just see it in her eyes and she's like oh, i've got it i've got it and it's always the minute that you think you have something then it's like boop, it's gone like like a dream yeah. and she was like talking about how i'm paraphrasing now and it's been a couple of days since i watched it so i could even just be filling this with my own shite but like just again life is a dream you go through this life Doing whatever the fuck and you can get so lost in it sometimes i think yeah. where where you think that this is all that you are and all that you could be and that if you're in one situation like obviously this depends i'm not talking like <laughs> not being like oh you can change anything because there's not there's like literal systematic oppression privilege all that that's not what i'm speaking about but like like you've you have choices within Mm -hmm. certain dimensions of your life and you're just kind of a lot of the time we can just be like taken along for the ride and being like okay I've always lived like xyz therefore I always have to live like this or this is a thought or a condition that I've had since I was a child therefore I have to always live like this and you always have to be the person that you think that you are and you're never you're you're just never what or who you think you are anyway Mm -hmm. so why get caught up in the theater or the dream of it all but yeah yeah, it's weird to be excited for that moment in a weird yeah, but no, also it, like ooh.
1: <laughs> no, I I think that we need to get a better connection with death, um, and we need to have a healthier connection with it and decay as well, and understand yeah. it and that the bodies we have and the energy we have, the minds and emotions we have, the we're on borrowed, these are borrowed energies and borrowed time. The body you have is borrowed. You know, it's we have such a, pro, a profound arrogance over our own lives, in the sense that we think we are separate and away from nature. You know, people often say we need to get back to nature. It's like you are nature. Yeah. You are, you are, you know, the base carbons in your in your body come from the core of stars. It was one of the last things to be produced from a from an exploding star or is it an exploding star it was the big bang i can't remember it was, but it was one of the last materials produced you know and yeah it just left me so speechless and she talks at one point about vi- very briefly about vibratory states she doesn't use yeah. that phrase but she talks about she i, I don't know who the fuck wrote this brona but you can mm-hmm. see where they gained inspiration they've done their reading they thought like this is not someone who has just come out of this. Like if they have come up with this in a state of flow, fair fucks to them. Mm-hmm. But like this is someone who's done their reading. They know the crack. But they talk about how you are three D and the reason why you're con- you are the universe experiencing itself. And she says this experiencing mm-hmm. itself in this body and what your body matter is just energy vibrating really slowly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just, you know, when we think of other dimensions, and and we and we're going to talk about Sawin now. Actually, when we um, we thinking about other dimensions, and Sawin is a liminal space. It's the the opposite end of the Celtic calendar to, um, Balthina. Um, it but it Balthina is a liminal space, just like our liminal time of the year, just as Siuan is, where the veils are lifted and the veils between this world and the other or the other's world. Is uh, or the other worlds are is very very thin, and um, you know, my understanding, as limited as it is, my understanding of that is, it's less about we use the term veils because it's something that our human can understand, but it's just vibratory states of being. You know, there are there are things that vibrate at such a high level that we might glimpse them as a flash of light or one of those little blue spots that you get in your eye or you know it can be a feel like the touch of a hand on your shoulder and nothing's there you know um, and some of those beings vibrate so highly that potentially when they view us we vibrate so slowly in comparison to them that we appear almost rock like as rocks just lifeless so then that makes you think right if we're vibrating at a certain state and, you know, we're a dense 3d state that then means that everything around us from the animals to the grass, to the earth, to the stones, to the bark of a tree, to the sea has a vibratory its own vibratory state that interconnects and meshes in with everything and all that is at different levels you know, so if we are rocks to something that is vibrating at a crazy level, then how can we be as arrogant as we are about the things that we live with, including the dirt and the earth
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the sea and the trees? We're so mm-hmm. arrogant about it. You know, we think we think we've got it we've got this all figured out, and we are just you know, no harm to monkeys, but we are monkeys clambering in a dark cave thinking we know the crack, and we mm-hmm. don't. And all we have is one match, and we think we can see what's there, and mm-hmm. we can see and understand, really, and relatively speaking, fuck all.
2: Yeah, and then you don't know that until you're dying.
1: <laughs> That's it. And <laughs> until then every single bit of blood's drained from you, and you get all fucking philosophical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. Why, why but-
2: is it that sorry what were you gonna say first
1: I was just gonna say but the most important point is that the priest is really hot and that's the most important point
2: (laughs) that's very true it's very true emotionally Um,
1: available vamp priest
2: (laughs) oh like mama, so what were you
1: gonna say
2: okay it's probably just gonna be something more a bit of a death again but it was more so like why but just when you said when we're drained of blood like why is it that whenever we realise that we have nothing, that we then try to get thinking about what everything is or what it could mean? Whereas, for me anyway, that you know that should be part of your life or like your everyday thought. I don't know. Yeah. It's just something I've been thinking about recently. Like, like, how important my spirituality and everything like that is to me. And maybe, well, I don't think, not that I don't think it takes long to get over a breakup but in my my head I'm still processing this breakup so not in my head I am so whenever you're like processing processing certain types of relationships and it makes you kind of clear on what it is that you want from yourself and maybe from other people or other partners in the future and this is just again interesting to hark back into like that Libra relationships energy then like how important it is to have for me anyways um a sense of spirituality like it shouldn't take this is my opinion. Just it shouldn't take until like your last moments to be like, oh, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more to life. Maybe there's more to to everything. Maybe there's more to me. Maybe there's just more. And yeah, no, it's just it's just an interesting point. I think yeah, uh, it's it's something I've become a lot clearer on within myself. And then I'm like, close friends and future partners, they. Not that they need to agree with me on absolutely everything because that's not entirely human either, but they need to have some sense of spirituality where they can see that, I think.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I said to someone recently that one of my one of my biggest turnoffs for anyone, whether it's a friendship or relationship or whatever, is a lack of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't expect you to believe exactly what I believe or have faith or be even interested. In it. Well, I kind of maybe like a bit of an interest, but like, you know, you don't need that. I'm not expecting that from you. You know, what I love though is like, just curious. Cause I, I'm really curious about things and I, and I want someone to be curious with me. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Just allow me to be curious and, you know, let me witness your own curiosity about the things that you love as well and exactly. so I think yeah does that make sense so I hear what you're saying and yeah I think when you get really clear about what you want mm-hmm. um you know yeah, yeah you kind of um, tend to filter out the people that aren't right for you I think whether yeah, exactly. that's friendships or relationships or whatever
2: yeah in, in any aspect um it's funny just when you said about curiosity there I had an experience recently that was so beneficial um to me it wasn't like lifelong soulmate love thing obviously but um I went for a couple drinks with someone two weeks ago something something so just like benign right um but I did it kind of not to force myself to like I don't know get into that labor energy I fucking dyed my hair pink and everything I don't know what's going on for a minute but um (laughs) I went on that and then it's about like spirituality and just like being curious and stuff and I don't know if you've experienced this Before, um, but I sometimes find myself dimming down my spirituality. Sometimes, especially when it comes to men, like talking to men, only because I think I've had not backlash, but just like because that's where my interests lie. The reason I talk about this so much and religion is because that's what I'm interested in. If I could pick to be interested in something else, I probably fucking would. It probably make me a lot more palatable. (laughs) Um, but like I've noticed that when I'm chatting to men about religion or spirituality I kind of um not dim it down but just kind of gauge to see where they're at sort of a thing um yeah because i would be met with of oh, what really or like do you actually believe in that and I'm just like Jesus um yeah but I'd had an experience recently where when I for a couple of drinks with someone and they were asking me about stuff like that and I started chatting about that new church that I was going to and as I was talking a voice in my head was literally saying this person literally does not care about what you're talking about. And they were just like looking at me because they were listening to me. And I was like, God, they're giving me a lot of space to talk. What's going on here? So I was like, literally mid talking about this church and the mediums and stuff. I was like, sorry, am I talking too much? Or like, is this, is this not right? Should I not be talking about this? Is this ridiculous? And he was like, no, I'm completely fascinated by everything you're saying. And I was just like, why can't everyone meet? each other in that way regardless if you're interested in it or not um and then I was like wow okay that's a lot of like my own inner stuff that I need to work on here that if I think you know people aren't listening to me or whatever um but that's a curiosity so encouraged and afterward we literally just like hugged parted ways and he was like that was a really incredible conversation and I was like good luck to you lad good luck to you um (laughs) but it was it was wonderful and it's what was needed in that moment I think but like it's just so important to be able to have these conversations yeah. with people and while we're while we're alive, um how did I get from sexy priest to that tangent?
1: I hear sexy it priest. happens Dog. Sexy priest. and also
2: oh my god, if anyone in this podcast listen to this podcast knows me, I'm equally obsessed with Matt Corby as I am Hosier. And this man was literally friends with Matt Corby and I was like, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna lose <laughs> my mind. Um so thanks. Oh God, you God. are ovulating
1: <laughs> so aggressively. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Do not dim your light, for I, where whatever way you show up, I love you. So this is not a space where we dim anything. Just want to state that's that. Very true. I love you
2: too. Yeah. yeah, I love you. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, isn't <say. laughs> um,
1: it? Um, we podcast We podcast jump into shall we jump into Sowen, spooky season aka all hallowed eve i'm doing like we jive hands here um yeah so for anyone who doesn't know what Sowen is it's a part of the celtic wheel of the year um generally speaking you will most of you will know it as halloween or hollyween as my niece calls it (laughs) Halloween. um Obviously, the kind of um, modern traditional sense you'll often see you was know, like trick or treating and dressing up, and you know, there's it's got a, a huge historical sort of history to it. We do actually have a previous episode, um, from around this time last year, where we give you all of that, all of that information, so all of that backdrop. But for those um who don't know what it is and you're just tuning into this podcast, I'm going to read you um a little paragraph from Goddess Alive by chris walder which is one of my favorite books because the pages are beautiful and just give me such a sensory orgasm <laughs> like <laughs> it's just such a soft book anyway so um, by the way i'm wrapped up in bed if you hear sheets moving that's what that is um i'm not getting out of my i don't get out of my bed for this podcast so
2: nominator i'm in mine.
1: <laughs> i why would you so when time between the world's Sion, more popularly known as Halloween or All Hallows' Eve, has long been associated with ghosts and goblins and things that go bump in the night. In Celtic mythology, it is the day outside the bounds of time and space. It is, in adverted commas, the day, spoken of so eloquently by Wiccan practitioners in their year and a day studies, leading to one hopes initiation. Sion is the opposing force to Baltina, As the year progresses, Samhain leads downward to the darkness of winter, just as Baltina leads upwards to the bounty of summer. Samhain then is intimately connected to death, decay, darkness and cold, to the dreary aspects of a Celtic winter. Yet the winter served as the perfect time to become reacquainted with your family, those with whom you shared abode and those who have passed on into the twilight of the other world. Samhain is the portal opening to the wisdom and wonder of the other world. Divination done in this night is sure to speak the truth ringing ringing with wisdom and knowledge this is a great time to remember your ancestors and honor them with stories of their exploits i mean my great granda was in the ra so maybe not anyway during the, gl- <laughs> during, the gloom, during, during the gloom get out on, old scrapbooks <laughs> get out old scrapbooks and picture albums and try and record the life stories of your family members Look at their funny clothes, see similarities in facial structure or demeanour. Cook their favourite foods and relish in your connection to them through blood and bone. Your ancestors are a part of you and Samhain is the night to connect with them. Um, I also read as well, just to, I want to acknowledge that it's not just your ancestors. When that veil drops, it's also um, in the Celtic Irish sense as well, fairies um, come out to have the crack which is where the trick or treat thing comes from which means that do you want to trick because you're not going to give us a fucking treat so you might give us a treat so we don't trick you so there's a lot of that kind of thing where you give offerings so that's where the treat comes from it's to give offerings to appease the fairies and the goblins and the wee kids as goats, ghosts and whatever you know so that's where that that would come from um yeah but like i said we have we do have an episode on this around it was around our second episode last year and that gives you more detail and our experiences of Simon and stuff but um yeah it is it is our our favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely um
2: mm-hmm. I always love that whole idea of connecting with ancestors and it's never really something that I've actively done um but again just to bring up that church again the more I go to this place and the more you focus on the importance of people that are obviously still in your life but people that have gone, but they're still in your life, just not in their physical bodies. And, you know, seeing people having conversations with them and stuff like that. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. People are always there to talk to. People are always there to connect to. And it's just Mm -hmm. kind of how, you know, your perspective
1: and all of that can kind of work and change. Um, It's vibratory rates as well. We're talking about people dropping from... A, th- a heavy three-dimensional vibrational rate and, vi- and starting to pass through the eye of the needle mm-hmm. in that sense in the biblical sense you know where you be- vibrate higher that's why we can't perceive them exactly exactly love
2: that we bible reference. you cheeky wee dog thank you um, thank you <laughs> i don't know if you know
1: but like i went to catholic school so <laughs> and i still turned out to be a dirty wee queer so um, oh,
2: here, same What about me though? Side note, I'm literally getting a Bible um passage tattooed me tomorrow. That's so funny. Like, that's class. so funny. I love this. I know. I love it. But, um, oh well. but I, I just can't believe that we're getting to that time of year again where we the change then from the Aries full moon into mm-hmm. Scorpio season and then Halloween. And just yeah. the death energy of November is always so insane, like yeah. spiritually speaking. Not just the fact that people happen to die in winter either, but like it's just hearing us say earlier as well, like oh, our episode last year, it's like, how in other fuck that I know. Has, that, how, has that been a year? And it's like, yeah, yeah in what other ways are we going to die in the next coming weeks? I know, and months, like it, it's constant, it's ever it is evolving, constant. it's ever changing, it's just
0: flat to the fucking 10 and we're out here trying to make sense of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know and then we watch a, a tv show where it all gets explained to us <laughs> by one It's like, brilliant oh, Dad, like, you're like, like Dad, well Dad. that's it that's the meaning of life right there um yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we have you posted um we story asking for questions didn't you i did because i knew this was gonna be just us full-on
2: chatting away and <laughs> so before we started the call, I just stuck up a wee and story. I was like, "Last minute questions for a podcast, go!" Um, so one of them's from Connor buzzing off. Is not. Was a reference to my personal Instagram story last night. Apologies, from I've been a dose of actual dung recently, but I was out last night and I thought this was pure funny. Um, <laughs> it was to so do fun. a poll, but I, in, in my mind and in that current moment, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, to have a poll that was just like is it ditties or titties in reference reference to boobs in in reference to boobs (laughs) i'm a diddies woman what did you pick were you too i picked titties titties interesting but i don't really like
1: that word i don't like either of those words um but like i was like if i was gonna pick either be titties
2: (laughs) connor um (laughs) connor has then sent into the 10 in the flame podcast instagram in four hundred words or less, titties, biddies, or diddies, and um, the answer is no. Oh, you're going for it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I'm going for bitties, Biddies, hundred percent
2: bitties. I like that word. I'm going ditties. Um, that is <laughs> you asked for. I love words it, like, or Connor. Less? No,
1: oh no, Denise's way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then a nicer question. Um, from their username is Hugger Tree Lover, which is so relatable um would you say you have to actively work with deities to be pagan Um, I don't think there's any points or statements on that but what is your opinion on that Denise
1: um no it's my opinion um like we were saying you know um paganism is fantastic would you call it religion um it's yeah. it definitely it's a way of life a belief a kind of way of being um, and it certainly has its structures and there are some places that will if I think if you seek if you're seeking structure you will find it somewhere within paganism Um, and you'll find books and you'll ha- find people that will be able to guide you in that structure if you were if that's what you're seeking but to be pagan is um you can still call yourself pagan still feel pagan still um Attribute the word to yourself um, and not not really engage with deities. You know, like you, for example, there's a lot of people that um, there's sometimes I'll go through phases where I don't like I haven't really spoken to Bridget for a really long time. I, 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 I know her energies around me. Um, um, I have a Bridget statue on my altar. I know she's there. Um, she's my bae. She's my one and only. She's our one and only um, for the podcast. And we know her energy's there, and I know her energy's there, but I don't feel the need to talk to her, and I don't. Sometimes I don't feel the urge to put a name to the energy that I wish to connect with. Sometimes I just want to connect with source. Um, and that, and I'm not pagan, but I could never imagine if you wanted to swap out a deity's name, you know, for the word universe or source or oneness, it would make you any less pagan,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, so that's my opinion on that.
2: And mm. um, I think that like there's no right or type right of religion. And my yeah. understanding of you know deities sometimes is that deities for people represent a natural pheno- phenomenon. As in, like, um, you've got your sun gods, you've got you know river gods, and things like that. And it can just be like a Another manifestation, like a human type looking, um, manifestation or energy that you associate with, like a natural phenomenon. because a lot of paganism is based on nature worship as well, um. So maybe a lot of the stuff going on in the natural world then, whether it be through myth or folklore, then translated themselves into actual deities. So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: if you don't, if literally if you don't want to go pray at a tree, but then you see or find a, a deity that represents a tree, this is just I'm just chatting this is a very simple example and that helps you connect with what it is that you're seeking to connect with more yeah then that's completely fine like there really isn't any right or wrong way yeah. to do any of it I don't really I I don't have any real work at all with daddies and um, obviously you know I'm mad under Bridget I've got two of her crosses in the room obsessed with her and you know that's that's very important for me just in general anyway but I would never say that anyone has to do any type of certain thing to be a certain type of participant in that religion.
1: So no.
2: just whatever whatever the hell it is that you want to do.
1: Yeah. Honestly. I also think that, you know God, the universe, oneness, universal consciousness will reach you through your path of least resistance. If your path of least resistance is with Catholicism or Islam or you know buddhism or a mix of loads of different things um, or you know the goddess bridget for example if that is your path of least resistance to reaching a higher level of consciousness and an awakeness then the god the universe oneness you know will will use that path of least resistance mm. you know some people refer to it as like you know like a, the google gps or, or Google Maps <laughs> you know if you take the wrong turn it'll reroute you there is no you know this idea that we t- we're taking wrong turns or whatever and I get very panicked about that that's something I have a lot of anxiety about like am I doing this right is this right
0: yeah. you know
1: am I making the right decision and I worry a lot it's such an anxious wee thing um mm-hmm. but you know you get rerouted or they find you through your lap- path of least resistance it doesn't matter what that is it, you know um for the person who asked the question if you think that's through deities, through the structure of paganism, then that's your path of least resistance, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, there are some people that will disagree with, with us and that's absolutely fine. And people who probably know more about paganism and practice paganism far, far more than what Brown and I ever have done. Um, and if that's the kind of authority that you're seeking, then, you know, and if your gut goes, yes, that's that what that person is saying to me about structure and about deities rings true. Then that's when you know you for you personally you've hit the nail on the head your path that's your that's them reaching you through your path of least resistance does that yeah. Bron, does that make sense to you
2: it does yeah. it completely Good. does like i i honestly think you can call yourself pagan whether or not deities are involved in your practice or not
0: mm-hmm. um
2: as well um yeah. another question's actually literally just come in here um as i've Ooh. refreshed it it's from Rachel's reading life, and their question is: Any interesting spell work stories? That you'd be the person oh, to ask. I this, do. Denise. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> not do. Can I share.
2: Yeah, I'm not like, like spellwork. Amazing
1: class, right? So I have this unreal friend from Texas, and she is just—I don't know—I don't know if they—they uh, ha- they do spells anymore, but I know when they did, unbelievable spell worker And whenever I had a shit manager, and this is not my current job, this is like, you know, years ago, I had a really shit manager. And what they did was they wrote the manager's name down and they intuitively did this spell. So they wrote the manager's name down on a piece of paper. They turned it anti, they imagined me and turned the paper with the name on it anti-clockwise three times as in turning the energy, redirecting her toxic energy away from me. Mm -hmm. Then, um, they did something else. I can't remember what it was, but there was a couple of wee elements to it. And then what they did is they put the, they rolled up the piece of paper, spoke words or affirmations or just guardian sort of things towards me and sort of put in a barrier between them and me um, and rolled it up, put in a little bag, little baggy. And, uh, oh no, they didn't do that first. What they did is they, um, Held it over a glass or a dish and poured or squeezed uh, lemon juice over it to um, burn away the acidity of the the connection that this manager had or was directing towards me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then rolled it up, put it in a little bag, and then stuck it in the freezer. Literally, I see when that whole stuff was happening in Kabul where ISIS was coming back in. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend did a spell work very very similar to that where we wrote we created a this is a separate spell by the way we created uh a circle of we poured out a circle of salt and then we wrote down the names of the people that we knew who were presently in Kabul. wrote those names down put it in a protective circle of salt said a prayer over it and then we wrote down um no it wasn't isis what what was the what was the group Was it ISIS that moved into Kabul or was it some other group? I think I'm getting the names wrong.
2: I I can't remember. I I if I'm getting this
1: wrong, I'm so sorry because I should know this because I wrote it down. Um oh my god, why am I forgetting the name? It's really important. Anyway, someone please correct me and I will make sure it's corrected. But I wrote down the name. I think it probably was ISIS, I'm not sure. Um anyway so i wrote the name down of the the terrorist group essentially or the extremist group then had because then the americans and the british had pulled out it left a vacuum and they came back in again and were yeah just atrocities ensued and were continu- are continuing to ensue i wrote their name down on a piece of paper the name of the group rolled it up and i it's still in my freezer so you freeze, you're literally freezing them out. So it's not like anything mal- malicious, like a hex or um, like cursing someone. You're just being like, I tell you what, see this energy? No, you're not bringing it in here. You're away into the freezer. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. It's so good. And if anyone wants like, eh, but did it work, Nice. Whenever that spell was done over my manager, the job itself broke down very shortly after that. And I, I left it slash got fired from it. I, I want to say I left it. Um, this, we just know there was lessons to be learned in that relationship, but that whole thing with that manager, but very shortly after that spell was done, the whole thing fell apart and I ended up taking three months, two months of rest. And then I'm now currently in a much, much nicer organization. with mm-hmm. much nicer people.
2: Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Um I've never worked, you know, very actively with spell work myself. Um ritual, more so probably, but then again, they can they can maybe you know, just be considered the same thing.
0: Um but I don't have any interest in stories, sadly.
2: Um to share. <laughs> the only thing coming to mind, and this isn't even spell work or anything as well, is just dreams that I have but they're not spells I like I'll just like allude to this briefly because she had very interesting things to say there and now I feel left out uh- <laughs> <laughs> but um if you know me or close friends Instagram story I apologize if you are um I recently or well, in the past couple of months have had different things come dreams just because you were talking about stuff it was all so witchy there and I was like There's something witchy about me and then I was like do I have premonitions I think I do I've told you that some of my dreams where I'll give a couple of examples but like I could dream something I thought did my subconscious conjure up there but then I will wake up and I'll either get a text or hear or see something that day that's like I literally dreamt about that and it just happened yeah things which have been insane like an example a couple of months ago now I had a dream that um I was in work so working in a cafe and I was in work and the cafe's in Belfast I'm not from Belfast but all of like childhood friends were there so people that I don't see anymore because like they, they we don't live in the village that we grew up in but like if I'm home and like I'm walking the dog and it's like Christmas time and we're home like I'll, I'll say hi or whatever walking in the street if I see them but we all don't live in the same country we don't speak but I so I don't keep in contact with these people and I had a dream one night that I was in the cafe that I work in and all these childhood friends were there and I was in the cafe before the shift began but I was preparing stuff for a baby shower and my mum had driven up from the village to help me so everyone had come up from the village to Belfast to help prepare this baby shower and work and we were all on the boat and being like oh this is crazy this is crazy like so excited for this baby shower I can't wait I remember waking up and being like oh that was a really strange dream and my phone was broken at the time and I was getting up for work um on the Sunday for like an 8 a.m shift and I was just like, lifting the person I was working with for work I was like fuck I'd better get going and I had to open my laptop to just check Facebook because people were contacting me on messenger and Instagram because my phone was broke and one of my childhood friends that I still talk to she's one of my best friends messaged me I'd seen a message and I was like I'll open that when I get home later like I'm gonna be late for work I need to go collect this person I'm going to work with and I closed my laptop over and then a voice in my head was like no open open the message and so I opened my laptop. I, like, sent a message to the person I was left. And I was like, I'm going to be a couple of minutes late, I'm so sorry. Opened it. And my friend had sent me a message. She was like, oh, my God. I'm not going to say their name. Blah, blah, blah. Is pregnant. And I was like, no. That can't be true. How the fuck is that possible? I just, I'm like, blasted this I, was like I just had a great blah, 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 Or, like, just just really, really fucking wine stuff. That like, if I tell, you know, my mum... I tell my mom these things, and my mom's like, "Okay, no, there's something very weird going on there." Even my therapist, my therapist is literally like, "I believe that these are premonitions. Everyone is psychic anyway." And she's like, "This, this is true for you. I want you to go and develop this further." And I'm like, "Shit!" Like if my therapist is saying it, then yeah. yeah. Like even two weeks ago, I had a dream that um, I'll not be too specific about who it is, even though no one's going to be listening really from home, but. A family friend I dreamt a family friend had died I text my mom the next day and I was like oh I dreamt that blah 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 died and she texted me back and she's like oh they're never gonna die and I was like oh it's so true and went about my day and I actually went home then the next day because I was getting my hair dyed pink um as well by Claire who is from Caddy too so I'm getting my hair done by Claire and Claire's like yoga teacher in training and I was like we were talking about all these things I was like Claire and I can talk about psychic dreams she will understand so I was like <laughs> oh here um had a dream that this person died um but I text my mom and she's like oh they're never gonna die and I was like yeah and then I got home that evening and as I walked into the kitchen I overheard my parents be like oh yeah and so blah 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 I had to go to hospital and I looked at my mom I was like what I was like yeah yeah they have to get tested because something was fine and they think that it might be they're not they're not too sure if it's benign or not and I looked at my mom and I looked at my dad and my mom started shaking her head to me as if no don't say anything like don't tell him anything don't, and I was don't like don't tell him you're a witch don't I was but I was like oh shit and I looked at mom then after like dad had went out to like um, either wash the car or something I was like, what the hell? And mum was like, no, Bruna. I was literally talking to this person's daughter yesterday. And whenever they told me this, the first thing I thought about was your dream. And I was like, ah, no, I I, I didn't dream that this this person might not just die because I dreamt it, but like something in my brain knew that there was illness or sickness. And then I had another one last week with my granny, and it's all just fucking weird. And yeah. But. Yeah, that was me feeling left out and overcompensating because Denise just spells my own.
1: <laughs> you just, just want to outshine me and that's totally fine. I go around telling everyone how it really annoys me that you're funnier than me on the podcast. Oh, um, shut so <laughs> You've you no idea. I listen back to some of our... I'm fine. I listen back to some of our episodes, especially the one where we talk about periods, and I laugh so hard at some of the shit you come out with. Um discussion over brona here a wee second and she's not allowed oh. to edit this out um but yeah you just you. you make me laugh so much you have such a natural humor it just pours out of you and it is so so you're so funny like just naturally funny the shit you come out with um your delivery is so excellent all the time so naturally i'm going around being like it really annoys me that me. and now she said she's fucking psychic fuck her <laughs> I, so I can't even just have my wee spells in the freezer you have to go around telling me that now you're going to be able to predict when I snuff it so no. you can't even give me my own death you can't even leave that you can't even leave that with me you, can't even give me your own death. you have to take that from me as well
2: Oh my god! <laughs> that was very kind what you just said thank you very much you're very, you're nice. very
1: welcome I mean, it's so harsh because I was really kind and then I slagged you for about a minute there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what? It's just, we're getting a bit too vulnerable there, a bit too open. We had to close ourselves off. Self protection. You know, yeah, need to need, need pull her down
1: a peg. Yeah, can't bring her up too far. Like, <laughs> not, not fucking out of it, like.
2: Um Yeah. Um, if anyone is interested in. Yes. Perhaps. It might fall into the line of spell work because there will be rituals in it. Um I'm hosting my first full moon circle next Friday. Oh. So the full moon will be on Wednesday. Energies will be carrying on for a couple days after. Um which I'm excited Can't, this is a question now from me to you because you've hosted plenty of moon circles. What advice would you give for I'm used to holding space within like a, a yoga setting. Yeah.
0: Um
2: you know, what kind of advice would you give for someone yeah. who is about to
1: host their first moon circle? Um I don't know about you. Um, and I don't know how you react to other people's energetic processing. And as a Reiki master, you'll probably be able you'll actually probably be able to do a lot more in terms of mo- helping move the energy around the group. Um but your job isn't to do the work for them. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. Um, okay. It's not your job to. Yes, you hold space. I think there's a difference between holding space and allowing people to show up emotionally in whatever state they're in, um, and allowing them all individually to move through that while also connecting within that circle. Um, but it's you will you will feel the like I know I, I like I don't I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you would identify with people pleasing at any sense, but sometimes oh, it yeah. feels, I know when I'm overworking, you know, like when you kind of, when you over pedal on a bike or it's a really bad shit analogy or like um you rev your car too much without changing a gear. It feels like that where you're just overdoing it in the sense that you can fee- physically feel it in your body where you're just empathizing so heavily with them that you're, you're doing the work for them. So you're kind of, you're allowed to be a channel and allowed to direct you can direct the energy but my biggest advice would be and also to people who join circles like that it's you know the energy that gets moved through you is not done by the person who holds the circle um yes it can be directed and channeled and the space is held but the work that gets done and the benefit you the, the the benefit that you receive from rituals, from healings, from going to practitioners and things like that, they they obviously have their skill and they have their experience, but you can only expand, heal, let go, whatever it is your intention is, as far as you have expanded within your own life, as far as you've been able to take your own healing or your own connection with God or the universe you know, so it's very much dependent on you. Um, and any so the good thing about that is that any expansiveness, letting go, healing that occurs within spaces like the one that Brona is going to hold, is that a lot of that, if not all of it, is you, is the energy that you bring into that space, which is incredible. And you should feel empowered by that. And for you, Brona, like, you know, yeah, that would be my advice. Please don't, like, if, if it's not feeling right, I always, me and my friend Heidi always say this if it doesn't feel right just drop it like if anyone's Mm -hmm. giving you like when we give each other advice if this doesn't feel right just let it go um but that would be that would be mine it's not your job to do the work for them you're there to channel and direct the energy and hold the space um but you're not a receptacle for anyone's um heavy emotion or pain um you know that's that's the best thing i would that's the best advice i could give i think
2: especially those last couple of sentences that you just said go out to literally anyone who just heard that
1: mm-hmm.
2: um yes as well like you're not a receptacle for anyone's pain
1: no very true and I, I yeah I've done that throughout my life you maybe. know where yeah you take you take it on and you think to yourself because you've done it from such a young age maybe you then think to yourself right the only way that I can receive love is if I just you know that my job is to transmute other people's pain and then what means. That what leaves what that leaves you with then is that you don't deal with your own stuff. So anyway, that's a whole other podcast for another time. I was just but yeah, to
2: say uh, that is a massive, massive thing because I don't know if you're yeah. like myself, where you know people who are in your life will be like, you always make me feel so much better, and I love being around you, and you're so great, and you're so wonderful, and they don't realize that like they're not doing anything wrong. It's it's probably a lack of sometimes boundaries within. Um, ourselves it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I was like I'm glad you feel better around me I feel absolutely horrendous after yes. seeing you or like or yeah. spending time with you it's like oh you're like you're so great you're able to hold space and it's about like you will be surprised at the capacity that um I have for other people but don't have for myself
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um, and then you can have it for yourself and you don't learn to have it for yourself because you literally have no, capac- no capacity at any point exactly. but um yes yeah, the important yeah. The important information, though, um, for anyone who has not caught it. So, um, Brona, what date is your moon circle?
2: It is next Friday, the 22nd of October. What um, date? What time? A, um, seven to half eight. So there's a couple of spaces left. Um, so if you're listening to this, like, send me a message on Insta first. If, you, if you're interested. And um, right now there's like four or whatever spaces left. So send me a message first and then I'll let you know. And then I'll just like send you a link or whatever to direct you for booking and stuff like that. But I'm very excited about mm-hmm. it. It's been a long where, time coming. Where is it? It's in the Den Studio on the Malone Road. So a friend and teacher of mine opened up his own studio there. Um, after moving everything online over COVID, opened up his own studio. And it is absolutely beautiful. Um. So that's that's where it is opposite Fisher Lovely. Presbyterian Church.
1: So nice view. Oh, I love it. nice bit of nice bit of mirroring there. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm so excited yeah. for you. I'm so so excited for you, and um, I hope it goes well, and I know it will go well. Um, yeah, this is is such um, yeah, it's just great all round. I'm so pleased for you.
2: Thank you very much, and thank you so much for that advice as well. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah, moon circles and the general life
1: yeah in general life i'm always there for that bro i'm always there for that thank you for joining us for another episode of 10 in the flame any relevant information to this episode will pop in the episode description that includes links to our instagram you should go follow us if you're really enjoying the the podcast you'll enjoy the content Uh, we now also have a donation link if you want to leave us a tip that helps keep our episodes advert free that's also in the episode description Um, and as always um, if you're really enjoying the episodes please leave us a review